You're listening to Code Red with Secure America Now, the largest national security grassroots army. I am Alan Roth, president of Secure America Now, and we are pleased to have as our guest today President Trump's national security advisor, John Bolton. Welcome, John. Glad to be with you. Thanks for having me. In yesterday, there was a series of further policy initiatives taken by the administration having to do with putting more economic pressure on Iran. And the Iranians, this is this comes on the heels of a couple of weeks ago where you designated the Iranian Republican Guard as a terrorist organization. Can you explain to us what the administration's focus on Iran, why it is so important to challenge the Iranians? Well, the the president sees Iran as a real threat to uh, the United States, to Israel, to our allies in the Middle East, and really globally for a variety of reasons. One, it's a continued pursuit of nuclear weapons, it's ballistic missile program, it's uh, worldwide support for terrorism, it's uh, conventional military activities that threaten our allies in the region, uh, and a whole host of other reasons. And beginning really when he Uh, The president got out of the uh, wretched Iran nuclear deal in May of last year. Uh, We've been increasing pressure on the Ayatollahs because we think that that that's what you need to do to get them to change their behavior. And uh, we think we're having a real impact on the economy of Iran. Uh, and uh, it's a signal to everybody the nuclear deal is dead, it's not coming back, and by designating the Revolutionary Guards as a foreign terrorist organization, by eliminating uh, any waivers for Iranian oil sales, we're increasing the pressure still further. So this is all consistent with what the president uh, hopes to do here, and and I think we're going to see a significant impact. But it's not an easy struggle. The Ayatollahs are fiercely ideological. They they detest the United States. They detest Israel. They detest anything that doesn't conform to their narrow view of the world. So uh, they have not modified their behavior. You know, people can talk all they want about moderates in the regime in Iran. We we don't see any, uh, and that's why we're continuing to uh, torque up the pressure. Talking about uh, difficult uh, policy uh, initiatives, what is going on in Venezuela? How is the movement on behalf of the Venezuelan people to rid themselves of Maduro's Uh, dictatorship, uh, how is that going and what role is the United States playing? Well, I think you put it uh, exactly correctly. This is something that comes from the Venezuelan people. We think they are overwhelmingly opposed to the Chavez-Maduro regime. Uh, And really, when I say that, I mean in the 80 to 90 percent range. Uh, They they recognize Maduro is an illegitimate president. He won through a fixed election. So the National Assembly, which is really the only uh, branch of the Venezuelan government that was elected in free and open elections, Uh, declared the presidency vacant under the Venezuelan constitution and put in Juan Guaido as interim president, which is what the constitution provides for the National Assembly president to to succeed. Uh, This new government has uh, overwhelmed
overwhelming support from the democratic countries of the world. Fifty-four nations recognize Guaido as the legitimate president. Uh, his, his government has been seated in the Organization of American States in the Inter-American Development Bank. We're working on a plan to do it at the United Nations. Uh, the military, we think the enlisted and junior officer ranks are really, again, like the rest of the population, 80 to 90 percent in support of Guaido. And so what we're doing, along with uh, many of our strongest uh, friends in the hemisphere, uh, Colombia, uh, Brazil, Argentina, and others, uh, is putting economic pressure on the Maduro regime. Uh, we, we think that it's not sustainable for him to stay in power. Uh, we want to see a peaceful transition to the opposition, to the legitimate government as we uh, we recognize it. Uh, and we think it's critical that this happen as soon as possible to alleviate the suffering of the Venezuelan people caused by 20 years of this uh, socialist government ripping off Venezuela's assets, its oil assets, trafficking and drugs, uh, and, and succumbing, unfortunately, to domination by Cuba, and, and increasingly we're worried about a Russian presence in Venezuela, too. So this is a matter of very high national security interest to the United States, uh, and obviously to the people of Venezuela as, as well, who want nothing more than to have uh, a government that they elect, which they haven't had uh, in free elections for 20 years. One of the uh, weirdest things has been the Venezuelan government refusing humanitarian aid for their own people. How did they justify denying their people uh, aid, which includes food, which includes medical supplies? What is the uh, bizarre thinking that goes behind that? Yeah. Well, this is what uh, authoritarian regimes do. Uh, what we're trying to do is get aid in across the border from Colombia and Brazil to get it to, to those in need. You know, in addition to uh, almost destroying their capability to produce oil uh, over the last 20 years, the, the regime has done almost nothing on the electrical power grid. And uh, when when the central power system failed, 95% of the country lost power. It's only been restored sporadically. So the economic conditions are, are bad and getting worse. Hospitals don't have electrical power. They don't have air conditioning. They don't have medicine. Uh, and we've been trying to get some of this in. Uh, Maduro has blocked it and unless he can uh, delivered as if it's uh, he's providing it to the people of Venezuela. It, it reminds me, and I bet it reminds some of your listeners about Saddam Hussein uh, and the way he kept control in Iraq uh, during the oil for food program by essentially controlling the distribution of food and medicine. Uh, what international uh, organizations many countries in this hemisphere in the United States have said, just let the aid in for the for the struggling people of Venezuela. But Maduro knows that if the people appreciate that uh, Maduro's lost control of the borders, in effect, he fears uh, that he's closer to being overthrown. And, you know, the most dangerous point in dictatorships is when they're near their end, because that's when they get most desperate. And I think that's what Maduro's up to here. When we asked our membership what their major national security concerns are, the number one and number two were Iran and what is going on in terms of illegal immigration into our country. The president of the United States has said that there is emergency in, uh, at our borders in the south and in the west. 
Can you talk a bit about what the administration is doing about trying to stem the flow of illegals into our country? Well, I think the president, beginning in the, in the 2016 election, talked about building a wall along the southern border, and that's what he's trying to do. If he could get adequate funding from Congress, uh, you know, he's an expert builder. He thinks he could get it done fairly quickly. And, you know, from my perspective on uh, national security issues, I worry about that border and really all of the ports of entry into the United States as places where people with weapons of mass destruction uh, people conducting espionage, human traffickers, drug traffickers uh, uh, are, are all trying to get in. So I think this is a serious issue. I think the membership is is right to be worried about it. And uh, the president's got his solution. He made it very clear he was elected on that solution. So the, the voters gave him a mandate, he thinks, in 2016 to carry it out. I would like to, I know you have a short period of time to speak to us. We thank you for talking to us. Uh, one last question. What do you think of Bernie Sanders' suggestion yesterday that the Boston Marathon bomber should have a right to vote? You know, I just think this shows how far left the Democratic Party has gone. I think this is a great tragedy for our country. I, I can remember still when uh, within the Democratic Party there were strong advocates for American national security, Scoop Jackson and others like him. Uh, the, the number the number who you can count on now who understand national security and uh, the importance of American sovereignty and citizenship is uh, considerably reduced. So if uh, the, the, the nominee of uh, the Democratic Party in 2020 wants to argue that, uh, that convicted terrorists should be allowed to vote, uh, I'd say bring it on. I thank you very much, John Bolton, not only for speaking to us, for, but for a great job that you were doing in national security and private. Thanks, John. Thank you so much, Alan. Glad to be with you. Thank you for listening to Code Red with Secure America Now. We are the largest national security digital platform in the nation, dedicated to bringing critical security issues to the forefront of the American debate. For more information, visit our website at www.secureamericanow.org.